This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a Monday in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers playing their uh, third preseason game on Saturday. This is our first chance to get together since then, Matt. So I thought we'd spend a lot of time in this uh, opening segment. Absolutely. Talking about what we saw there. And, man, did we see a lot. Yeah, we sure did. Lots going on right now. Um, you know, Kids are back at school. Mine go back tomorrow. It's been two years since they've been back to school, it seems like. That's wonderful. The, uh, the 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 Ben, you know, dress rehearsal, whatever you want to call it, is in the books. We got one more left to go. I thought overall the team played great. I thought it was a very dominant performance. I don't care about the last ten minutes of the game right. that got yeah. close, tr- frankly, at all. To, you know, and, and there, some people time. did. I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. And if you did, you might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I thought they. Not that the Lions are great. I thought the Lions would put up more fight and play more of their guys, considering what they have. You know, I thought yeah. they would be new like, head coach right. trying to establish Let's something. Establish yeah. something. I mean, what do you, Jared Goff's that valuable? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did but, you see those backup quarterbacks? Right, yes, he, he is. Yeah, I guess he is. Have any chance of competing? But the Steelers really whipped them, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, when, when, when it mattered, just totally dominated in both phases. Yeah, they did. If, I mean, if you look at the first half stats in that game, it was ridiculously one-sided. Right, right. Um, 285 yards to 65. <laughs> That's as dominant a first half. Yeah. I don't care if you're if if it's they were playing a high school team. No, it's still an NFL. You team. You outgained right. them by four to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it was not even close. Actually, almost five to one. Almost five to one. Right. I mean, that was a, a butt whooping. It was a butt whooping, and I thought in, in general some guys really stood out. Um, you know, we go position by position or, you know, however you want to handle it. It doesn't matter to me. The thing that I've started to see now, like I was watching Good Morning Football today. I just Mm -hmm. threw it on this morning. And they started talking about the Steelers. And I think what that did was change. Suddenly now the national perception on the Steelers, they're starting to catch up to where we were at, we've been at all along. Like, this isn't a bad football team. Maybe they're not going to stink. <laughs> yeah, you maybe know, like, they won't win four games right. this year. And, hey, I'm a huge <laughs> analytics guy. People know that. But there was a lot of things analytically you'd look at this team like, well, that's the team I'm going to pick that's going to go back the most. Yeah, fine. But they don't play games on paper. And, no. you know, your, your star Hall of Fame quarterbacks, now you're removed. And we just saw him and maybe drafting a running back in the first round doesn't mean you're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> you, you know, like actually playing yeah. it out and seeing three games, including the Hall of Fame game when they were one of the only shows in town, the only show in town, and this one and where they just dominated and you can see the plan coming together finally and we're closer to it than the national folks. But all of a sudden it's stock up on the Steelers. Maybe they are a playoff team. Yeah, maybe they <laughs> yeah, are. Maybe yeah, they are. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe they are. Uh, let's talk about Roethlisberger. Since okay. he's the uh, I'm not going to say elephant in the room because no, that's, but it's the biggest story, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the big he's the the guy that everybody wanted to see. Uh, eight of ten for 137 yards, two touchdown passes, a perfect 158.3 passer rating in that game. Um, he had I one, thought he, he brought one, in a drop. Too. He had one bad pass. 
He threw the the one on the flat to Najee Harris that was high. Yeah. Uh, other than that, he was on the money with everything. And I thought the the incompletion to Ebron. I think the I think the defender got an arm uh, an arm in there. The defender factored in without yeah. question. Everyone but, wants to kill Ebron. Oh, another drop from Ebron. That was vintage Ben. That was vintage Ben. It was a good throw. It was, yeah. a, it was an extended play. Those are the throws that you've talked about all offseason. I want to see if he can make those throws, those arm throws under duress. Yeah, opposite side. That of was field. one of those. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's not setting, planting, driving the yeah. ball, you know, getting your shoulders around. Exactly. So the results don't matter in this instance. And if, if poor Ebron, he played a really good game, in my opinion. He four but catches for 59 yards <laughs> in the game, and everybody wants to kill him for, oh, he should have caught right. that ball. Right, I'm sure we'll get to the tight ends. The tight ends were noteworthy, so we'll get to him. He actually blocked a little, too. You know, but yeah. all, he wants, all people want to remember is, boy, he dropped the ball. He, he could have made a play on it either way. It doesn't make a difference. But Ben passed that test to me. The one throw I did want to bring up in a negative light, though, was, was the, the deep long, one. The deep one yeah. to Deontay Johnson. Yeah. And I guess he addressed it after and thought that, you know, his ball died a little bit. I thought he was just a little late with it. You know, yeah. I mean, I think Deontay, if he throws Probably it Probably put a, a little later, too much air under it. Yeah, yeah. and I think I'd, if that's Minka playing deep middle, he might have picked it off. You know, I mean, it was... Well, the safety had to come a long way. He had to come a long like way, Like, when he... Yeah. When... when uh, I don't know what Jeff Odo was doing. Was do, Jeff, is that... Akuda. 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 Yeah. If you watch that from start to finish, like Deontay Johnson just ran by him. Yeah, that's why I thought. Just ran by him, and the safety's on the other side of the field. Yeah, that's why I thought the ball needed to come out yeah. quicker because he'd um, still be running. Yeah, yeah I, right. I just I, I don't know that, that, that Johnson was the, the first read on that play, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I think that I think the safety rolled to that to the other side of the field at the snap, and all of a sudden he says, oh, my goodness. He, right. Like Akuta just released him like he had safety help over the back end and like okay I could yeah. you know I'm in zone here I'm just going to release and Johnson's running and eight yards behind him yeah and again I'm not bashing Ben at all he played great he certainly passed the test but that's the that's the type of play in the NFL that ends up being six you know yeah. I mean just, they screwed up your guys that's a, a very good receivers you know runs past these dudes ball should have came out quicker but it was a pass a first of all it wasn't down the sideline that's it what was I want down to say. the scene. I, said that. Yeah. I love the area of the field they attacked. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But overall, it, Ben played great. He and that's where in the command. That's where the route was too. And that's where the route the deep was. route down yes. the seam. Like exactly. That, that made. I'm glad you mentioned. And that you challenge both seams. You make that if it's a single high safety look, you make that safety pick one side or the other. Sure. And now you've got the one on one down the seam. Exactly. So I thought that was highly encouraging. The areas of the field they attacked, especially with that throw. Frankly, when he threw his, the first touchdown to Fryermuth, I was like, good, get him out. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. And then he had the second one. And walked right down the field yeah. again. You know, so, no, I mean, he was very good. I, I didn't think Ray, Ray Rudolph or Haskins were bad either. I mean, they're kind mm-hmm. of more of the same from them. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Rudolph was pretty efficient. Didn't get the ball in the end zone. I thought, you know, as, as yeah. But I thought he threw a good ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. That could have been a touchdown. Could have been, yeah. Um, Juju just couldn't come down with it. The uh, the three shots from the four, I think that was just kind of, hey, let's see if we can make something happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I, I thought he, again, as I said all along, he's the number two. Yeah, he's Haskins number two. is number three. Um, it is what it is. But uh, And I think that's what Mason is, it is doesn't, a good number two. Yeah, you saw – compare, folks, the backup quarterbacks you've seen now for – uh, Even Flacco for Dallas, been around the block. for Philadelphia, right. and, and for, then the, the Detroit, Detroit man. Right. The Steelers backups might be the, two of the best backups in the league. Like I they might have right. the best 
They're going to probably have a top five backup situation in the Agreed. NFL. Agreed. If you take like if you don't count field, you count one to three. And, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I 100 percent agree with you. A couple observations that Adam made uh, that we talked about in the post game show was we were pretty happy with Rudolph and Haskins, but then you realize when Ben comes in, they're like, "This is a totally different animal." You know, yeah. like those guys have been playing well for backups and for them. And it for just young looks development. different, right? And Ben walks out there and just. Oh, you, this is a defense we're going to play against? Boom, boom, boom. Make yeah. it easy, you know. And, and it's just way better than those guys. The second touchdown pass he threw to Friermuth is like, okay, he's got him covered on the front side, but I'm going to just throw this to his back shoulder and let him adjust and go get it. Because I trust him. I've done this in practice. I don't know that Rudolph or Haskins even throw that football. No, no. I'm sure they wouldn't even attempt it. Again, that's that, that stat of things that aren't attempted. The other thing Adam mentioned that I'm at least open to, to listen to is – Rudolph in the red zone is – I'm not sure he's the red zone reindeer yet. You know what I mean? It's Things are a lot harder there than I think a lot of people realize. The ball has to come out a little quicker. Your accuracy has to be a little better. And he's not going to – you know, arm strength throws into those tiny holes if it's not perfect. So – I do think that's an area that has contributed to him not putting touchdowns on the board. I mean, not scheming things up yet. And that, too. I mean, you know, you get down into that situation in week six, you know, who okay, we can attack this slot corner here with this concept and things of that nature that are going to get guys a little more opened up. Without question. Or, you know, Claypool or Fryermuth that look like big-time red zone guys. You're going to scheme things up for them for one-on-one. Get them matched up on the five-foot-nine corner Mm -hmm. And, and I think Coach said this after the first game was, we kind of want to put our guys in tough situations yeah. where they have to win, you know, just block the guy in front of you, man. beat him in a pass rush, you know, beat one-on-one. So, yeah, it, it will get easier schematically, but it will be against better defenders. Uh, the other thing we wanted to see going into that game was the offensive line yeah. played together. Um, it was okay. It was okay. I thought overall the line played well. Um Again, not superstars, but I do think the Lions' defensive front's decent. A lot of it's young. Yeah, I, I just don't know that a lot of people recognize. Like, Detroit's two strongest areas the two lines are the two lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Offensive and defensive lines. And they, Other than that, they're, they've got red they're really garbage. Yeah. yeah, they're really bad, and especially if Swift isn't playing and Goff and, and, yeah. Goff and those guys. But, yeah, their, their two lines of scrimmage are good, especially the offensive line. They played most of their dudes. Um, Steelers' O-line... I don't have a strong opinion yet on Trey Turner, other than I'm happy they picked him up. But just watching him in games, there's not a lot to go off of yet. Yeah, right. And I think they're probably happy with him and confident. Banner was sort of a mixed bag and is out there and didn't play a ton. I think Moore, who replaced him, is more and more promising all the time. Yeah, I think he certainly goes in the positive column. First game at right tackle, played a lot of snaps. I think they are telling us all that we need to know about him, that they have high hopes for him. Um, center, green, he gets off the ball really well. He's a good athlete. Very inconsistent in pass protection, though. Yeah. You know, he lets people in on him, and then he's in trouble. He can get bullied a little bit. That's what he needs to work on. We didn't expect him to come out here and be Webby or Damani, you know what I mean? I think Dotson's their best lineman. He might be, yeah. He's pretty consistent and pretty darn good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think – it, as you've said all along, you know, they may get to the end of the season and realize, well, we need to upgrade these two spots. Mm-hmm. But these three spots we feel okay about. They're going to get answers. And that's every team in the league. That's every team in the league. They're, I mean, they're, like, I keep getting the question, were the Steelers going to trade for an offensive lineman here to 
N- no. And those guys don't. Nobody has an excess of, oh, starting quality offensive linemen, and if they do, they're keeping them. Right, we got seven or eight <laughs> starters, and we're just going to shop them around the league. That doesn't happen. No. You know, there might be a running back or a receiver, but no. Um, Chooks I wanted to mention, too. I didn't think it was his best game. I, I thought he was fine, not wonderful. And, and again, the O-line depth, I think, is a strength. The Hags and Finneys and uh, Haas and those guys, like cowards. Yeah, I mean, they, they have depth. I just don't yeah. know if their starters are great, but I think they're going to be okay. I think what helps the line a lot, again, is, is Roethlisberger. Yeah. I also like the use of, like, when they play action, it froze the defense. Like, there was, it works. There was, there was no pass rush. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He had a nice pocket uh, to throw. Buys you that yeah. second longer or whatever, which yeah. is an eternity. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I think when you look at it uh, – especially with Roethlisberger in the game, um, they were converting third downs. Both touchdown passes were on third downs. Mm -hmm. Um, They converted a couple other third downs, third and mediums, you know, third and six, third and seven. Yeah. Um, The the defense knows you're throwing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the mystery's out of it. You know, I I think that, uh, you know, overall, I think Roethlisberger got hit once. I think so. I think he got hit once. Got hit on a second touchdown pass. Okay. So fine. He was out there a fair amount. Yeah. Throw ten, twelve passes, something like that. Yeah. Hit once. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Could deal with that. Um, Side note, and I think I've brought this up before. I I was fiddling down, fiddling around with third downs uh, last year's numbers, and the Steelers' defense faced one of the league's fewest amount of third downs. Steelers' offense. Was on the field for third and third down a very high amount of because they failed so often on first and they second. Were bad on first yeah. and second. I think they won't be in third nearly as often because of Najee. Um, and Ben is good in those situations. You want to stay out of them. I mean, you are predictable, and that's when you, you get you know, more difficult coverages and blitzes and all that. But he's been around long enough that I do trust that third and six isn't the end of the world for the Steelers either. You know, Najee Harris brought up something that was interesting after the game. Um, he was asked if you know if his blocking's coming along, mm-hmm. how's, his, how's his blitz pickup and things of that nature, and his reply was, "Well, I don't. He said, I'm getting better, but I don't know how much teams are going to blitz Ben Roethlisberger." Hmm. And he kind of meant that in a confident way, I imagine. Yeah. Like, and if you look at the numbers from last year against the blitz, I think they were pretty good, weren't they? Yeah, Roethlisberger yeah. averaged like seven point two yards per pass attempt mm-hmm. against the blitz. It was, overall, it was like six point three. When it, when he wasn't blitzed, like te- you don't blitz, veteran blitzing veteran quarterbacks is typically a bad idea because they know where their hots and stuff are at. They're yeah. gonna get the ball out. Right, you're you're, 100% you're gonna right. get beat. I, I think that he might see a higher blitz percentage if he's holding the ball in the pocket a little longer. Blitzing him wasn't smart because the ball was coming out so fast anyway. But you're 100 percent right. I mean, even Mahomes. I mean, some of the upper tier quarterbacks tend to kill the blitz more than people realize. Yeah. I mean, you blitz the young guys that don't know where it's coming from and where to go with the ball. But blitz pickup, if done right, I mean, these are, they're all built into the plays. They're all accounted for. And if you're going to bring five, six guys, Ben's going to find something he likes pretty darn quick. And, yeah, the Steelers' receivers are talented enough that you're leaving everybody one-on-one if you're going to blitz. Yeah. You're going to bring extra guys. That's right. not a good recipe for success. And I really think that way more often than not now, their five eligibles will all hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, including Harris. Yeah. Know, if he's your dumb Well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the okay, two rookie, yeah. rookies pass catchers. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with the running back situation? Yeah. I mean, they obviously have a plan 
with Najee Harris. You saw him split wide. You saw him, you know, a little come, bit more diverse with Ben. The 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 forty plus yard catch that he had was a play action handoff to him. Mm-hmm. He then ran a wheel route around the, around the outside of that and comes back across the formation and hits off to the races. Picked up a block from Eric Eburn on the edge. Yeah, to, by the, the way, spring. Eburn did yeah. some some things good besides the drop. And then if you watch the run, you know he got an extra. I don't know, 10, 10 to fifteen yards at the end of that, by juking the last the last defender, put him. Yeah. The guy broke his ankles. Yeah, uh, in open field. <laughs> in the open speed. field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, that's kind of what I wanted to stress with that play. It was first of all, it was well designed. Um, that's going to be a foundation that they they do. It, it wasn't a super diverse wide receiver route, you know, right. from outside the numbers or whatever. But what stood out to me just watching Harris. Is and I'm, you can see it in practice, I'm sure, but it's different in a game. When he actually has space and a little bit of build-up speed, he is such a powerful runner, strider, and that's what I was gonna say too. A little is, bit of Derrick Henry there, like yeah, like once he gets that crease and starts opening it up, he's gonna run over most defensive backs yeah. in the league, and still didn't have to really downshift to fake people out. Right. You know, so I don't care if he doesn't run a 4-4 flat, but you give him that space where he starts to really hit his stride, he's going to do a lot of damage in the open field. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, you think most, you know, cornerbacks are 190, 200 pounds. They're going to go low on him. They're not going to want to tackle that. Right, right. And try to bump him out of bounds, <laughs> yeah. and they're not going to they're not gonna get the better of that. And they're going to have to gang tackle him in the open field, which isn't easy. Yeah. No, I thought he was really impressive just – as a thoroughbred breaking loose. Yeah. Uh, Fryermuth, uh, Roethlisberger compared Fryermuth after the game to Heath Miller. Okay. I think he's more athletic than Heath Miller. I do too. I think he, <laughs> maybe it's just recency biased. I mean, the, 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 the last we saw Heath was on his last leg. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I saw, I saw every game of Heath Miller's career. Sure. I don't know that he was as nimble as Fryermuth is. contorts to the ball as well yeah. or catches it away from his frame. You know, adjust to bad balls, or you know, not, or balls that only he can get. You know, right. things like that. Like you mentioned with the touchdowns, how do you cover that? I mean, he was a really good red zone weapon at Penn State, and really takes pride in it. And at a minimum, we'll do that from day one here. I'm sure red zone, he's gonna be out there a lot, if not more. But his ability to not have to stop his feet, to contort the, the balls, and you know, as that big and with that big a catching radius is rare. Yeah, it, it it was, it almost looked like Travis Kelsey to it to a mm-hmm. certain degree. I mean, it, that kind of nimbleness, like you right. see some Kelsey, maybe a little bit younger Kelsey, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if he still does that. Right, right, but, right. I mean, he but was, he's got light feet for yeah, a big man for, too. Right, for a big guy, yeah. you know, that size to be able to run like that um, and just beat guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now the Lions were playing a lot of man to man. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. You know, right. They're, 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 you're going to play man-to-man against this team. Good luck. Yeah, right, right. Good luck with that. No, there's, it's going to be tough to put five quality man coverage players against whatever five the Steelers put yeah. out there. Even if it's, you know, Ebron's getting oh, wide open. Oh, he beats up that. on man, too, oh, right. Yeah. So will Najee. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're hard to play against, especially with Simon orchestrating it. But, I, I you know, Fryermuth only had two catches, and they're both touchdowns, and that's wonderful. Um, he still has some work to do as a blocker. You know, yeah. contrary to popular belief, he did not come in as a polished killer Heath Miller blocker. No, yeah, no. not at all. That's that's where he doesn't measure up to Miller at all. At all, at no. all. But as a receiver, I think his ceiling's higher. Yeah, I yeah, agree. It's really impressive. Yeah, that leads me. You know, I did a, a second fifty-three man mm, roster did you? Over, on Sunday. 
And I got a couple of comments from people. They should just they need to cut Derek Watt if they're not going to like mm, not going to use him. That. They're going to use Derek Watt, folks, <laughs> on offense. You're on offense, yeah, and he's a great special teamer. He's going to be that that extra blocker. We've yeah. seen I've seen this time and time again over the course of this training camp, um, where they you know use him on the wing, essentially in an H back position. Right, right. Uh, as a, as an extra blocker in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's any reason to show it to this point. There's not, and that's right, you right. know so people wanting to well he and the the reasoning well he's the, he's the third highest paid guy in the offense. I don't care. I don't really care, right? It's not First like of all, he's, he's, making, he's, he's not making twenty million. No, he's making three. <laughs> he's making, let's, right. let's, let's get. There's not much money here. spent on the offense yeah. right now besides the top guy. You so know? let's not get carried away with with what you know. They, they don't they don't need him. No, they're going to need him because again, as you mentioned, Fryermuth's not a, a, a finished blocker. Ebron's no. not a blocker. Somebody's got to block, right? I, I mean, think about like. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head here, but if you're on the five yard line, first and five, and the first and goal on the five, you can put Harris, Watt, Ebron, Fryermuth, and Claypool out there. And if they come out with like a jumbo package against that, all those guys but Watt is going to kill over kill a, a big heavy linebacker slash edge rusher type trying to guard them. And if they're going to be light. Those guys can all at least do something in the blocking world. Right. I mean, they're, none yeah. of them are they're non-blockers. You know, yeah. they're, they're not great blockers for tight ends. And your running back's 230 pounds. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, Good luck with that. And Derek could go right in front of him and lead the way out of the, you know, yeah. out of the eye. You know, I mean, there's just – he's going to be useful because it's a different wrinkle the teams will have to prepare for. He's really good on special teams, and is he one of their best five? No, I mean that means they're better players on the the sideline, but not the best five can be out there every snap either. There's a lot of value to that. I mean the Saints are notorious for it, or, or legendary for it under Peyton. Let's just put all these different personnel groupings out there early on to see what kind of matchups you get, and then you start exploiting the ones you like. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think that uh, it can be a very Diverse offense. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I the line doesn't need to be great. Doesn't need to be. It great. just needs to be good enough. Yeah. You and I are can take your lead pro football focus. Yeah. You know, without question. And I don't put a lot of stock in this, but I was a little shocked to hear. I don't know if you heard this or not. That Steelers offensive line number one run blocking in preseason this year for Pro Football Focus. Yeah. Again, grain of salt. Don't get me wrong. A serious grain of salt. Yeah, and, and they're not playing against Fletcher Cox every snap, and you know, but it's above average. They're coming off. They're, <laughs> they're coming, coming off, off the, the football, ball and they're yeah. moving bodies. You know, I mean, that's what we had not seen for two years. I think the running backs also help that without question. Without I mean, question, and right. I think at this point, um, it's Najee Harris, it's Kalen Balaj, it's Anthony McFarland, mm-hmm. and the rest don't mean much to me. No. I mean, I, I don't know what you did with your 53, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Was it was those three and okay. Watt, and that was it. I think they're the only ones that deserve it right now. Because yeah. you could still put Snell or whoever on the practice squad, and if someone picks them up, so what? Fine, go find another one. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is Adam asked me, do you think there's anyone outside the team that makes this team? And I thought maybe the last running back is in a different uniform right now, and maybe the last receiver is in a different uniform right now. I don't think so maybe. with the receiver. I think Matthew Sexton. You think he gets it? Is winning, they're happy with? Is winning that? You, I don't want Ray Ray to make he's, it. He's he's had three punt returns in the preseason, and two of them have gone for over thirty yards. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's an eye opener for coaches. That's an eye opener. And 
I don't know enough about Sexton. To, I haven't studied him, studied him, or seen nearly as many snaps as Ray Ray. But if he could just be the Switzer-ish slot only, that'll that's better than what Ray Ray brings to offense to me. And he's a bigger guy. And he's bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. he's a bigger guy that can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's something a he's little bit more He's not just a four-six quick little guy. No, he's a four-three little, little right, guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's not, he's not, better not a little guy. Again, he's he's six foot and 190 pounds. He's mm-hmm. not. You know, he's not somebody that's going to get just knocked off his feet every time somebody breathes on him. And that's encouraging. I didn't realize that they thought of him in that light, but good. I mean, that's yeah. what we wanted from that. I thought there was a group of five of those guys or so that we wanted someone to step up, and I guess he has been the guy that stepped up. Again, I think if you're looking at it from a standpoint of which guy gives you the most on game day, right? that's right. the guy. That's they the guy. have other guys that can be go down and be gunners and things of that nature. Yeah. Or specialty players. But yeah. yeah. But he Ray Ray's claim to fame was he was the number one punt returner. If you're not the number one punt returner, you're not, not going to be on the roster. Yeah, or if it's even close. Yeah. Then what else do you bring to the table? Right. Interesting. Right. No, I mean, we pretty much touched on all the, the offense. I mean, there wasn't – is there anyone else of note? I mean, the, the depth guys, to me, I don't want to say they're not super important, but they play a lot of players. I mean, Washington got a, a, a featured role almost. I mean, I thought that was great. Um I, I kind of feel like what we saw there was pretty close to the usage and the players that will be getting snaps if Claypool were to miss a game with injury. I mean, not everyone's healthy for every game, you know? Yeah. But with, and maybe more Watts sprinkled in. Yeah, maybe more Watts sprinkled in. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, they're saving some things. I'm um, sure. There's some things yeah. that, that, that they've done, um, you know, in terms of rollouts and moving the pocket and – you know, even coming in unbalanced and things of that nature. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. They're not going to show Buffalo show right now. Right, right, right. You want to surprise, but that's, you know, if you're the Bills, are you looking at that tape going, mm, I don't know if we want to play these guys in week one. No, I'm sure you don't. Um, and there's more, we, we talk, we we speak of it very generally. You're going to see more motion. Well, you're going to see more unique motions, too. You're yeah. going to see orbit motion and you know not just a guy going across the line of scrimmage trotting along like we saw in 1982 yeah. you're gonna see a lot of different types of motions and things um i i heard an interview with nate tice who now does stuff with the athletic and you know uh, mike tice's kid and he was at pitt a year or two after i was and knows mac canada well he's been on staffs with them and he's yeah. like this guy is just a total mad scientist. You know, when he looks at the game differently than anyone else that Tice had been around, who's been around a lot of good coaches, including his dad, and he says, he always looks at the rules and says, how can I break the rules? I mean, how can I look <laughs> at it just differently than everybody else? Yeah. You know, he's like the upside down, you know, I mean, he just looks at the, tries to look at it totally different. So I think we're just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg with his creativity. Yeah, I think so as well. So it's, it, sh- it should be interesting. Um, you know, I don't even know to this point that, the, that we've seen everything even in training camp settings, they're not going to do a lot in front of fans. Right, uh, right, Because uh, that stuff gets reported, too. That gets and, reported, you know, right. yeah. Um, there were some things that we saw in OTAs and things of that nature that we didn't see in training camp. Good point. Um, and, and this is true for all teams, but even after the, their last game, there's, that's when they're really going to start doing stuff. That's when they start practice. to ramp things up. Right. Yeah. They have their, their roster set. Buffalo-specific things that we're going to use this week against what you believe the Bills are. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the situation you know, you know, for Stuff team, that's in the playbook you have in practice like yeah. crazy. The ideas, you know, right. For a team like Buffalo or a team like Tampa, uh, teams that brought back most of their guys, mm-hmm. 
You know what you're getting from them. You know what you're. You know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where the Steelers have been at now for the last I don't know two three decades. Like right, right. You know right. what you're going to get out of Pittsburgh. They're not changing anything. Well, now they have. Now they have. Yeah. yeah. It makes it tougher for. It, it's one of the advantages I think the Steelers have in Week One. You know, and I'm, and I'm sure we'll talk Bills to death, but why would you change much? I think they'll try to run the ball a higher percentage, but not. Set, you know, not, they're not going to be near the top of the league. We know yeah. that. You know, yeah, Emmanuel sure. Sanders will be John Brown. You know, plug and go, 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 go. Yeah, absolutely. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you've been listening to an edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'd like to thank uh, Jacob Brecht for keeping us on the air over the course of the show, and we'd like to thank you for listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.